Hello, my name is Adina Broder. Welcome to Torah Imecha Nachyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today, we'll be studying Sefer Chabakuk Perak Gimel, Chapter 3. Let's briefly review what we've learned so far in the last two prakim. In Perak Aleph, Chapter 1, Chabakuk questioned Hashem after he received a vision about Bavel becoming the world empire and inflicting pain on Bnei Yisrael. Chabakuk doesn't understand how Hashem is allowing evil Bavel to thrive. In Perak Bet, chapter 2, Hashem responded to Habakkuk and promised that Babel will be punished for its behavior. But, Hashem said, it would happen in due time and required patience. Chapter 3 is Habakkuk's reaction to what Hashem had said. Pasuk Aleph, verse 1, starts with the words, Tefillah Hanavi al Shigyonot, a prayer of the prophet Habakkuk on Shigyonot, or in the mode of Shigyonot. That word, shigyonot, can have two different meanings. The Dat Mikra notes that the term shigayon is only used in one other place, which is in Tehillim. In that case, it means a type of music. And so, Dat Mikra says, that's what it must mean here. According to him, this parak is a song that Chabaka composed in response to Hashem. This makes sense with other words that Chabaka uses in the parak, like the word sela, which is a word used in poetry. Also, this parak ends with the words lamnatzer ben ginotai, which means to the conductor with instrumental music. But there's another opinion about what the word shigyonot means, and it's put forth by Rashi. He says that shigyonot comes from the word shogeg, meaning mistake. With this definition, the Pasuk would read as a prayer of Chabakuk on his mistakes. The idea here is that Chabakuk is apologizing for the harsh words he used in parak 1. As you may recall, Chabakuk challenged Hashem for turning a blind eye to the plight of Bnei Yisrael and failing to protect them. After hearing that Hashem has a plan which will result in retribution for Bavel, Chabakuk does tshuva. He repents for his confrontational words. In verse 2, Chabakuk says to Hashem, Shamati Shemacha, and this means, I heard of your reputation. According to Rashi, Chabakuk is explaining why he had criticized Hashem in Parak 1. He's saying that he had heard Hashem's reputation of being a God of justice, and so he was worried or surprised that Hashem was allowing Babel to prosper. While this is meant to be an apology, it also includes an excuse for his behavior. Chabakuk adds a tefillah here at the end of verse 2. Barogez Rachem Tiskor, which means, in your anger, please remember to be merciful. Rashi explains that Chabakuk is asking that when Hashem is showing his anger towards Babel and is punishing them, he should be compassionate towards Bnei Israel. Chabakuk realizes that there must have been a compelling reason to allow Bnei Israel to be hurt by Babel. And clearly, the reason is that Bnei Israel sinned and deserved it. Chabakuk doesn't know if Bnei Yisrael will have done tshuva by the time Hashem exacts justice on Babel. And so, Chabakuk is seeking mercy for Bnei Yisrael, that Hashem's anger towards Babel not encompass the Jewish people. As we said, Chabakuk asks Hashem for compassion on Bnei Yisrael by saying, Rachim tiskor, mercy you should remember. Radak suggests that Chabak may have chosen the word Rachem here for a particular reason. The numerical value of the letters in the word Rachem is 248. This is the same gematria as the letters of Avraham, referring to Avraham Avinu. Chabakuk may be hinting to Hashem 
that even if B'nai Yisrael don't deserve compassion at this time, Hashem should remember the covenant He made with Avram Avinu and spare B'nai Yisrael on His merit. This explanation fits well with the next group of psukim. In them, Habakkuk lists the many things that Hashem has previously done for B'nai Yisrael. He is hoping that by enumerating these events, it will restore Hashem's love for His people. Also, perhaps Hashem will redeem B'nai Yisrael from the exile of Babel with miracles, just like He had previously done in the past. The first event described, according to Radak and others, is Matan Torah, the revelation at Harsinai. And in fact, this is the reason that Sefer Habakkuk is read as the Haftorah on Shavuos, since that holiday commemorates the giving of the Torah. Immediately before describing Matan Torah, Habakkuk says in verse 3, Elokam mitayman yavo v'kadosh mehar paran, which means that Hashem had come from Teman and Har Paran in order to give the Torah to B'nai Yisrael. Why was Hashem in those places? What is this referring to? The commentators explain that Teman is the land of Edom, where Esav's nation lived. Paran is where Yishma'al's nation lived. According to a famous Midrash, Hashem had gone to those places before Matan Torah because he was offering the Torah to other nations. As many of you may know, every other nation refused to accept the Torah because they didn't want to follow many of the laws contained therein. This Pasuk in Habakkuk may be the source of this Midrash, or at the very least, it certainly supports it. The event of Matan Torah is described by Habakkuk as follows. Kisei Shamayim Hodo, His majesty covers the skies. Utihilato Malaha Aretz, and his splendor fills the earth. Pasuk Dalad, verse 4 continues. Venogaka or Tihiyah, there was a brilliant light. Karnaya Miyadolo, rays of light came through on all sides. Hashem Chavyon Uzah, Hashem's power that had previously been hidden was revealed. These psukim perfectly depict the revelation at Harsinai with its awesomeness and glory. Habakkuk now moves on to describe other times that Hashem showed his strength and power on behalf of B'nai Israel. In verse 6, Habakkuk says, Eretz, that Hashem measured the land. According to Abarbanel, this refers to when Hashem helped B'nai Israel conquer Eretz Yisrael, and the land was measured to be divided among the tribes. The Pasuk continues, goyim, the nations dispersed. This refers to the seven nations that had been occupying Eretz Yisrael at the time. Habakkuk continues reviewing B'nai Israel's history. In verse 7, he mentions Kushan and Eretz Midian. You may remember from Sefer Shoftim, the book of Judges, that Hashem saved B'nai Israel from Kushan, the king of Aram Naharayim, and from Midian. This was done through the leaders Atniel ben Knaz and Gidon, respectively. In verse 8, Habakkuk references Hashem splitting the Yamsuf and stopping the flow of the Yardane River so that B'nai Israel could cross. Habakkuk says that Hashem did this ki terkav al susecha markavotecha Yeshua, so that Hashem could bring salvation to B'nai Israel. The purpose of all these miracles is cited in Pasuk Tet, verse 9, which is shvuot matot omer sela. Radak explains this phrase to mean that Hashem was fulfilling the promise he had made to the Avot, our forefathers, to give the land to the tribes of Israel. The word Selah means everlasting, and it's saying that this oath will last forever. 
Habakkuk continues describing the wonders that Hashem performed on behalf of Bnei Israel. Verse 11 states, Shemesh Yareach Amad Zvula, that the sun and moon stood still. The commentators consider this a reference to Hashem temporarily stopping the orbit of the sun and the moon while Yehoshua fought against the Canaanite kings. In verse 13, Habakkuk says, Yatsata liyesha amecha liyesha et mishichecha, which means you Hashem came out to deliver your nation and your anointed one. This is referring to Hashem helping B'nai Israel during the time of David HaMelech and maybe also Shlomo. Verse 14 speaks of Hashem punishing Sancherev, the king of the Assyrians. Habakkuk says, Nakavta b'matav rosh prazav. Using his own staff, you pierced the head of his soldiers. The phrase, using his own staff, is meant to indicate that what the Assyrians were trying to do to B'nai Israel, meaning to annihilate them, is what happened to them. Verse 15 continues speaking of Sancherim's downfall, and it mentions Hashem trampling his vast army. After Habakkuk has taken this trip down memory lane, recalling how Hashem had saved B'nai Israel throughout our history, he focuses on the matter at hand, how Hashem will destroy Babel. In Pasuk Ted Zion, verse 16, Habakkuk says, Shamati batirgaz bitni. I heard about the downfall of Babel, and my insides trembled. Habakkuk speaks here as if he is Babel. He is describing the terror that would grip the Babylonians when they were being defeated. He continues in this vein by saying, Lakol talalus fatai, my lips quivered at the sound. Habakkuk is again describing how Baba will feel, that they will be shaking. Yavo rakav ba'atzamai, rot entered my bones. At the news of what would happen, Baba wouldn't be able to move. Asher anuach l'yom tzara la'alot la'am yigudenu. The time that I should have rested will become a day of distress when the people will rise up to attack us. Again, Habakkuk speaks from Babel's perspective. Having become the world empire, Babel would have thought that they could rest and enjoy their power. Instead, that enjoyment will turn to misery, as the Babylonians wait for a defeat that they know is inevitable. In Pasuk Yud Zion, verse 17, Habakkuk describes how desolate and barren Babel will become at the time of their downfall. The fig tree won't blossom. There'll be no grapes on the vine. These verses may be literal and figurative at the same time. There won't be crops for Babel to have food. But also, from the day that Hashem determines that the Babylonian Empire will collapse, they won't be successful in any of their endeavors. Pasuk Yudchet and Yudtet, verses 18 and 19, are the final psukim in the parak. They describe how Habakkuk and Bnei Yisrael will celebrate when Hashem will finally redeem them. Ba'ani ba'Hashem Elozah, I will rejoice with Hashem. Agila ba'Elokei Yishi, I will exult in Hashem who delivers me. Habakkuk ends this chapter with the words Lamnatzeach ben Ginotai. As we mentioned earlier, these words mean to the conductor with instrumental music. Habakkuk was instructing the Levium to accompany the reading of this tefillah in this parak with the tune. As we see, Habakkuk ends on a high note. He had challenged Hashem about the issue of Rasha Vatovlo, why good things happen to bad people. Habakkuk then received a response, that bad people will indeed get their due, but at the right time. 
Habakkuk accepts this answer and then looks back at B'nai Israel's history, where he sees for himself that this has always been the case. Habakkuk has no doubt that Hashem will continue to operate the world in this just manner. He expresses his thanks as a song to Hashem. There are many takeaway messages for us in Habakkuk to trust in Hashem, even at our lowest times, to have faith in his system of justice, and to appreciate Hashem's special protection for us. Thank you for studying together Lulei Nishmas Riva Schwab, Rivka Bat Alexander Center.